0: You are now listening to the Online Course Podcast, the place where online course creators come to learn how to sell more of their online courses. Here's your host, Jono Petrohilos.
1: Okay. Hello, everybody. John here. Welcome to the Online Course Podcast, the place where online course creators go to sell more of their online courses. I'm super excited this week because I have two very special guests. Uh, I'll firstly introduce my co host So this man, one of the absolute rock stars in the space of of the online course world, he's got one of the biggest and most interactive Facebook groups in the world for online course creators, the online course secrets groups. Uh, Let me introduce Mr. David Videlis. David, how are you? Hey, man. I'm doing great. Awesome. Uh, And now let me introduce our special guest, a little bit about this person. She's a marketing and launch strategist. She helps coaches and course creators have easy feel-good, and stressful launches. I think we could all, all do with those. Stress-free. Uh, sorry, sorry, stress What did I say?
0: Stressful. We don't want them to be stressful.
1: <laughs> sorry, stress-free. Um, she's the founder of the Successful Online Course Summit. Let me introduce, without further ado, all the way from uh, Italy, Ms. Andrea Loncrea. Andrea, how are you?
0: Hi, Donna. Thanks so much for having me.
1: No, thank you for coming on. Uh, Andrea, we like to start all these podcasts off with a quote or mantra that inspires you or fires you up. Have you got one for us?
0: Um, not one that so much fires me up, but one that has really stuck with me um, since I heard it a few months ago. It's from Julie Parker. She is a um, she teaches others how to be coaches online, mm. and she stopped me in my tracks when I heard her say um, believing in yourself is not something you can outsource. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, a, uh, <laughs> like, what? Yes. How true is that? That we're so busy of like, you know, in the entrepreneurial space that we're trying to outsource everything and rush everything. And it's a lot of times we're just caught up and we don't believe in ourselves, or we don't believe in what we're selling in the courses that we are putting out there. Yet we're asking for people to, to buy them and, and we're going to, you know, help them change their lives and improve areas of their lives. And we don't even believe in ourselves and what we're putting out there. So that's something that's like really stuck with me since I've heard it a few months ago.
1: Yes. Love that. Um, any thoughts on your end, David, from that,
2: that quote, Sorry, I was just answering here. It's kind of hard because I'm, I'm the community manager helping out in the comments. Sorry about that. I, I noticed it's going to be too hard to focus on two that's, things at once.
1: That's okay. No, drummers, I'll um I'll give my two cents on that. I, I love that because if you don't believe in yourself, why is anyone else going to believe in you, right? Why is your customer going to, to believe in you? So. I think it's very- yeah,
0: like you can have someone help you create your sales page or help you schedule your emails. But if what you're really putting out there in the end, you don't believe in it, you don't believe in yourself and how you can help others, like it's totally going to show.
1: Yes, I agree 100%. Now, Andrea, what we're going to talk about today is how to create the the perfect launch. But before we get into that, I'd love for you to tell our listeners a a little bit about yourself. I obviously follow you quite closely. I attended your summit. I follow you on social media, so I know what you do. But if you could let our listeners know in in just a minute or two, what is it that you do?
0: Yeah, so um, I'm originally from Alabama in the States, and I've been living in Italy just outside of Rome for almost 10 years now, so in just a few months, it'll be a decade, which is kind of unbelievable, but um, I have a degree in public relations, and I've always had a thing like for the marketing side of that, and um, once I moved to Italy, I got started in the online world, so it was totally new. Before I was working in like corporate at a technology company, a software company, and um so it's night and day from what i used to do but there at the software company i was planning events and now it's kind of like come full circle that even it's online i'm helping people with um planning online events with launching their online courses and programs and memberships so um, i've been doing it since the end of i think 2011 so it's it's been a little run in the online space yeah
1: you're a veteran in this space right
0: it feels like it sometimes. Um, before it was like the cool thing to do, <laughs> you know, working online. Um, but yeah, I absolutely love it. I've I've had the chance to work with people like literally all over the world. Um, I've had a chance to travel while I've worked with clients. So I've, you know, kind of done that, you know, not have that home base and been able to move around. And it's, it's just been amazing um, with the online world. What's you know, been able to um, to accomplish and and people have been able to meet and help and work with and, um, and everything that we've been able to put out together for as far as like online courses and programs and, and how that's impacting so many people's lives with, you know, teaching them new skills or helping them learn new stuff and improve their different areas of their life. It's just been amazing.
1: Yes. Love that. Very inspiring. And I'm sure there's a lot of listeners that are like, okay, you know, I'm sold. She's good at what she does. You know, I want to <laughs> get to this level as well. Uh, let's talk about launching and uh, Andrea. I'm happy to hand it over to you from this stage and you can start where you want to start. You can go where you want to go. Um, I okay. guess we start at step one. What's, what's the first step? Someone's listening to this and they're like, right, I've got this course. I want to create as close as possible to the, the perfect launch. What's the first thing we have to do? And I'm just going to grab a pen so I can write some notes as well.
2: <laughs> and we, uh, we actually got a pretty good question here in the comments uh, about uh, how do you do this without uh, so it doesn't require too much time from you uh, while still uh, being able to uh, reach a larger audience. So how can we leverage this in the, the most effective way possible?
0: So, leverage launching a course.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm thinking a lot of people trying to launch a course. Maybe they're still in their full time job, or they don't have a lot of hours to do this. So, so how can you help someone that's in that position to, without wasting all their time, you know, getting it done as quickly as smoothly as fast as possible?
0: Yeah. So, to be honest, uh, like a proper traditional launch, it really takes a while. It takes sixty to ninety days, and I think a lot of people don't realize that. And you know, they see just like what they see on social media they don't see all the behind stuff and all the prep work leading up to that what they see you know like the gurus um online where they come with the big fancy launches and and this million dollar core sales and things like that but there's so much prep work leading up to that launch that most people don't see um so it's really just giving themselves enough time. So really 60 to 90 days to warm your audience, be getting content out there, letting them know something amazing is coming while also building that. So preparing your sales pages, creating your emails, all the things like that that you need for a launch. So um, it doesn't have to be something huge, but you need a way for, to let people know what you're offering and then have a way for them to buy what you're offering and then a way to deliver that product to them. Um, and then it just takes time to, to put that together. So if, if you're in a nine to five, you just give yourself some extra time in the evenings or on the weekends, and you just break it down. You break it down over that 60 to 90 days. So you're just doing it little piece by piece by piece. And then in the end, it's, you know, something amazing when you actually do launch.
2: And then that's just the launch, right? It's not the the product. That's a whole other thing, right?
0: Well, yeah, you can do the product too with creating. You know, like if you want to do your record your videos and put together your worksheets and all of your course material, that can also be done within that ninety day time frame. But if you okay. try to do all of it, you know, in two weeks, <laughs> like. Yeah, maybe you can do it, but you're going to just totally burn yourself out. You're going to be exhausted at the end, you know, and it's just, it's not going to be your best work. So just give yourself a little bit of extra time.
1: I love that. I'll piggyback off that because, and a lot of it is marketing as well, right? You go on Facebook and, Hey, I made $10,000 in, you know, 30 days or whatever. And I'm sure some people do and, and that's fine. Right. Uh, but, you know, if you're new to the course world and you're like, all right, right. You know, I need to make thousands of dollars in the next couple of weeks. Maybe you should have thought of this a couple months ago, right? Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, yeah. Let us know, Andrea. What's step one? Where do we start?
0: Yeah. So for me, step one is actually creating something that your audience wants and wants to buy, and not something that you want to create. So I think it's a combination of the two. Like. A lot of people have this idea, of, oh, I'm going to go create this this course, but they don't ever ask their audience or their potential audience, is this something you actually want? And even if the course is something that could help them, um, if they're not talking about it in the correct way, if they're not using the right language that resonates with their audience, it's going to be a dud. <laughs> like, it's just not going to, it's going to fall short, you know, because they're just not hitting that sweet. Point with having them say yes. That's what I'm struggling with. That's exactly what I need. Here's my credit card. Sign me up. This, you know, this is for me. It's just gonna. That message is gonna miss them. Even if it's an amazing course, you might just need to tweak the the way that you're talking about it for that actual like outcome. And the thing that's going to be um, that you're going to help them solve in the end, solve or learn in the end, the actual benefits in the end, that might just need to be tweaked a bit. But for me, it's um, the very first thing to do is to actually create something that your audience wants and wants to buy and not just something that you want to create.
1: Yes. Love that. Can we even spend a minute there? Because I think there's some really, really good points there that I'd love to piggyback off. And I'm sure David, David does as well. So, yeah, I mean, I speak to a lot of course creators as well. And, and I, hear a lot of the words that I sort of hear is, yeah, I'm thinking of putting this course out, but I don't know if people will buy it. You know, I'm thinking of putting this thing out, but I don't know if people want this or, or if people want this. Right. And that's one way to look at it. But if you did some of this research beforehand, you don't need to guess. It's not like, oh, I wonder if people will or won't let me go and do this research and let's find out exactly what the market wants. And that can be very different to, there's the old phrase, sell the market what they want, give them what they need. Because, you know, us as experts, we know what they need, but that they don't necessarily know that, you know, they've got this thing that they want and we essentially need to to sell them that thing that they want there. So, and, and also another really good point, I think you brought up there, Andrea, was what are we actually doing? What are we solving? What's the benefit at the end of it? Because just giving people information, that's not bad, but that's only so valuable, Right. If we're offering a transformation, hey, do this course, and the end of it, you have this thing here, that's a lot more powerful. So um, I'd love to get David's feedback in a sec. Just one question I've got, and I'm not sure if you're going to go into this next. My question would be, Andrea, how do we go about finding out what our market wants? Should I ask that now, or are we going to cover that later? What's best for you?
0: Yeah, we can talk about that now if you want. Um, Yeah, let's do it. So really, there's lots. Lots of ways. So even if you don't quite have an audience yet, you can do some of this research too, but it's really putting on your detective hat. So it's um, polling your audience, surveying your audience, asking questions, getting their feedback. Um, So it's Just sending out a survey, sending out a couple of questions and asking for their feedback or getting creative and breaking those survey questions down and asking them kind of like one by one on social media and setting up maybe like do a poll on Facebook. Do you like, you know, what is your biggest struggle? Is it one, two, or three and have people vote? Um, you know, little things like that. It's super fun to do those in Instagram stories where people just click the button get them engaging with you. So they're clicking yes or no or option A or option B, you know, in your stories. So you can really break that down and get creative. Um, It's also getting on the phone with people, asking some people in your audience, you know, like, what are you struggling with? Do you mind hopping on a a 10, 15 minute phone call? I'd love to hear about it. If you can tell me more and record that conversation, if they're okay with that. And then you've got their, their words. You've got it direct from, you know, your audience members, what they're struggling with. And then you can take that with your marketing. So what they tell you directly is, is gold because you can use their feedback and your on your sales page and your sales emails and your social media posts throughout your launch. Like it's just, it's absolute gold material when they answer your questions. So you can gather that, you know, on the phone calls that you record or, um, and the survey questions that are sent back to you, but just really taking a deep dive. You can also look at your analytics. So if you've been putting out content on social media or sending out emails, see which emails have the highest open rates. What is that subject matter? What are you talking about there? What is getting, you know, what's getting people to click more? Um, is there a, a theme that you're seeing show up over time? That was that happened with one of my clients. She, um, basically what we were saying about don't create something you want to, create something your audience wants. She had an amazing course, but she was talking about it um, in a way that her just didn't resonate with her audience, so she was wanting to help people basically uh, wake up happier, enjoy their life more, and... Um, she found happiness. She was a school teacher and she ended up changing professions and changed to a life coach. And because she left her profession, that was her experience. Um, and she was kind of projecting that on her audience, but they had the fear of like, I'm not, I'm not ready to change my profession. You know, that, like they didn't resonate with that at all her course material was fantastic. But a few people who picked up on it were saying, are you going to do my, uh, help me with tweaking my resume? Are you going to be like my business coach? And she was like, no, 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 none of this. That's not what we're talking about at all. So it just sent the wrong message. Um, Even though her material was fantastic, she was not presenting it as you're going to wake up happier and enjoy your life. Let's get you on a new path. It was change your job, you know, change your profession. And that was a a very scary thing that just didn't resonate with her audience. So we went back to the drawing board and really started looking at all of her intake forms from in-person clients, surveying some of her audience, looking at analytics, and they all just wanted to be happy. On all the intake forms, they were saying, I just want to wake up happy. I just want to enjoy my day. Every day I dread waking up and and starting a new day, and I just want to find some joy. Same thing in the emails. So we really found, um, you know, something that was resonating with them across the board. In the analytics, all the emails that had the highest open rate was about waking up and being happier. So we just tweaked that message, and literally overnight, she had sales, literally overnight <laughs> it was like totally nothing no one wanted to attend a launch event um no sales and then tweak that message and overnight it was like whoa because then she started talking their language
1: yes love it
2: david any thoughts from your end Cool. No, I think I can just agree. And I think it's so important that a lot of, a lot of people, as many people as possible share this message because it's uh, what I did. I know a lot of other people did this mistake as well. I see Sarah is actually saying here in the comment, such good advice. I didn't want to make all the validation calls when I first started working on my course, but I did and I'm so glad I did. It helped me get the exact words my future customers were using.
0: Yeah, so good.
2: Yeah, so may, I guess what I want to ask you is, Because a lot of people commit this mistake, they end up with a course that isn't matching their market. Can you see any way of salvaging that? Because what I ended up doing is just scratch the whole thing and start over again. But I'm thinking now maybe there was some way of uh, saving the whole thing. Do you have any, what's your take on that? Yeah,
0: so just repackage it basically. Mm. So just um, with the example of my client, she didn't need to create a new course. She didn't need to burn that down and create something new. She had an amazing course. She was just talking about it wrong. Just the messaging around it was wrong. So literally overnight, just tweaking that messaging put her in a whole different light with sales and people signing up and people interested. So I think that it's you. just because something doesn't work the first time, you don't have to burn it down and start all over. Just put on your detective hat, kind of do some research and see, is this something that people want or am I, yes, or, you know, like, am I just talking about it in the wrong way? Mm-hmm. How can I see, apply what I'm like my end transformation to what they are saying and think that they want upfront. Let's take a quick break.
1: If you want tips and strategies on how to start, grow and monetize your business online, check out the digital revolution podcast with Eli Adams. We interview digital experts from around the world that share their personal stories. They talk about what they're currently working on and where they see the future going. But most importantly, they share tactics in their specific area of expertise with the hope of helping you improve your digital presence online. You can listen to the Digital Revolution podcast on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio,
2: or simply click on the link in the show notes below. Awesome. Yeah, we got a, another question. I I can see a common theme here, people trying to manage their time better. So uh, Sarah again asking, and would you say that that timeline, the 60 to 90 days, applies regardless of how many hours you have? I know we're going back a bit, but, but uh, mm-hmm. just to answer that maybe, is that timeline about warming up your audience? The timeline is always 60 to 90 days, regardless of how many hours you have per day to work. Is that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So I think a lot of people, and, and this is something I wanted to talk about too, was like the launch runway. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people skip that. So kind of think about it as when you're taking off in the airplane, the pilot doesn't just flip on the, you know, turn on the engine and all of a sudden, hoof, you're in the air. Like, the engine needs to turn on the engine, it needs to warm up, you're going to go down the runway, build up speed, build up momentum, and then you take off. And I think you need to a lot of people miss that. They don't think about that actual runway where they're building up momentum before they take off with and then say, I'm launching, like, here's something amazing. They just all of a sudden say, oh, here's something amazing. <laughs> and everyone is like, why? Well, I'm not warmed up for this. You know, where did this come from? And um, and sales fall a little short. So while... Um, While people are creating their course and getting ready for their launch event, I think it's really important to have that launch runway where they're warming up their audience and building up that momentum so that when they do open doors to the launch event and open doors to the course for sales, they have people who are interested, who are paying attention, and who are excited. So yes, the 60 to 90 days, even if it's just small things, and it doesn't have to be every day showing up because, you know, sometimes it's just not possible with everything going on in our lives, but um, I think it is important to be really consistent before, some, before actually launching something, especially if it's a new audience and it's something new for you and you haven't done before. So really building that like no like and trust factor showing up providing value and getting people interested in what you have to offer and getting them excited is really important
1: yes love that too i've got a question going back as well here andrea Uh, i'll give a a, actually a a point that i think you made which was really really good and then i've got a follow-up question i'm a huge fan of either the phone or zoom uh i think surveys are good I feel there's a little bit of a limitation there because you can't have that two way conversation. Yeah. I feel if it's a Zoom or a phone call, we can get a bit deeper. Okay, so you wouldn't do this. Why not? You know, okay, you would do this. What excites you about this? Okay, so you wouldn't do that, but what about that? So, just for everyone listening, that's why I like that side of things. Now, question, Andrea, what if someone doesn't have an audience? You know, let's say someone's, I don't know, a teacher, for example. And they're really, really good at teaching. And you know now they want to uh, bring out a course or a program to a completely new market where they've got no email addresses, no one on their social media profile is their potential client. How does this person go about validating the course?
0: Yeah, so kind of in the same way, but basically borrowing in other people's audience. So again, put on that detective hat, do some research, look for people like on Instagram who are... Um, not so much maybe competitors, but people in the same space uh, and look to see who are fo- who's following them and maybe reach out to them and, see, and engage with them and ask them questions. What are you struggling with here? I saw you comment on this post and really just do some, some groundwork there of connecting like old-fashioned connecting with people. Mm-hmm. Um, and the same way you can use Facebook groups Go in that are ideal, don't just go in any (laughs) Facebook group, but those um, that actually have your ideal clients, their ideal potential clients in them, and ask questions, and then ask to jump on a call with someone. So They don't have to be in your audience, they don't have to be your follower to invite them to jump on a Zoom call with you for 15 minutes to talk about um, what they're struggling with in that particular area. So I think you can really, you can find people all over the internet, um, you know, look in the different, um, like online forums, like in Quora and see what kind of questions people are asking and um, go from there. You can kind of really see this is these are people I would like to serve. They would be my potential clients. This is what they're asking other people about. So uh, let me make note of that. Then take that back to some Facebook groups and see what are people asking there. Then ask your own questions and see what kind of responses you get. Then single some people out and ask them to jump on Zoom calls with you. And none of that involves having an audience on your, of your own.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. Good points. All right, cool. So we've mastered that now, Andrea, you know, someone wants to launch a course, they've gone out, they've spoken to their audience. We know exactly what the the market wants. Now, what do we do?
0: Yeah. So um, besides building up that launch runway while you're kind of creating things in the background, um, actually plan for a launch event that going to match the experience that your audience will have with you with your paid offer. So I think for a while, the kind of go-to thing was, if you launch, you have to do a webinar. Um, And it's just not the case (laughs) for me. Like it works, it works beautiful for some things and for some people, but that's not always the fit for, um, for every person's audience or the fit for what you're launching. So if it's an online course, if it's a like do it yourself online course, then a webinar could be fantastic. So people that, because the online course, they'll be doing it themselves, working at their own pace on their own, you know whenever they want to. But if you're going to do like a group coaching program where other people will be interacting with each other alongside with you, then maybe something more hands-on for your launch event like a three-day training inside of a Facebook group or a five-day challenge inside of a Facebook group. So you get them used to interacting with each other there inside the group. They're, you know, they're building that community. They're interacting and engaging with each other. And then they see how how great that is. So when you move on to the paid offer, which is we're going to continue this party (laughs) over here in the program, and you guys are going to be able to, you know, continue building those relationships with each other, then it's just the next step up. They're already used to that. And I think a lot of people miss that step, that they don't really do a launch event that's aligned with the offer they're going to be promoting
1: yes love that I, I i was lucky enough to learn this in the early days back when i was a personal trainer actually this is going back maybe got to be 10 years ago now and i just got lucky where i i wanted to i needed some sort of way to get leads and i ran a, a no sugar challenge you know a seven day no sugar challenge and I got a heap of inquiries from it. You know, everyone wants to, to give up sugar, apparently. And the next step from there was then to join my online program, my online fitness program at, at, the, at the, the point. And that was the best converting thing I ever did for that exact reason. It was like, all right, cool. Let's get some. Re- it's, and it's almost giving results before that person has to pay you it's like, great, let me give this, let me, this person going to lose a kilo or two just from giving up sugar. Okay, great. Now, Hey, add the X. If this is what you've done just with your diet, imagine the results when you add the exercise on top as well. So I think it's a a similar formula there. So I, I love that. Any, uh, any feedback from your end, David?
2: Oh, it's, it's very interesting. You know, I come from a quite different world, so I don't think there's a, a right and a wrong way of doing it except the things that work right so i think uh, whatever you choose to do if you do it well you're gonna make it work and yeah it's very interesting to, to hear this
1: yes now question uh, andrea you've referred to the launch runway a little bit here now i've got a rough idea what it is but i'm sure some of my listeners are probably like launch runway what the hell is that can you give us a, a bit of a rundown we know it's 60 to 90 days what are we doing in those 60 to 90 days
0: Yeah, so during the 60 to 90 days, you're just going to be putting out content that's going to get people excited about your offer, get them thinking about your offer, uh, helping them with things around what your offer is going to solve in the end. So kind of just planting that seed for them really of like this is an issue. Um, Here's a couple of like pain points that we can kind of poke on a little bit to make them understand that this is an issue. And then when your offer comes, like this is what's going to help you with solving that issue. So it's really just getting content out there. So whether that be Facebook posts, Instagram posts, going live on Facebook or Instagram, doing stories around that. just putting out video content any kind of social content just dropping those little those little seeds along the way also sending out emails i think some people don't send emails. They're so afraid of like annoying their audience that they really pull back on sending out emails. But then when a launch comes and it's time to send out sales emails and it's just like, bam, 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 (laughs) you know, like all these emails at once. And that's the first time they're showing up in their audience's inboxes. And then it's just, it's too much. So I think if um, sending out an email once a week or every other week just to get people um, kind of just, like ready and knowing like, okay, this person sends me things. I'm used to seeing their name in my inbox. And every time they send something, it's super great, super helpful. It's amazing content. So I'm used to seeing that I'm going to click on it. It's always helpful content. So next time I see their name pop up, it's going to be more helpful content. And then I'm used, they're used to to opening those emails. So when you do start sending emails for your launch event or your sales email sequence, then people are more likely to open those and to take action too because you've been helping them all along. So they're, number one, they're used to seeing your name pop up and then two, they kind of associate that with, you know, amazing content. So when you do send something, they recognize your name, they open that email and it's amazing content. So it's just reinforcing that no like and trust factor. That you're wanting to
1: build with them yes now good points i want to expand a bit david i know you're a bit sensitive on time have you got two- uh 10 minutes 10 minutes uh, okay yeah. awesome all right cool so i want to di- dive in a little bit deeper here because i think you brought up some amazing points there andrea now let me think of of where to start with here let's start with the pain points so as bad as it sounds, I'm a huge fan of, of pain points. If you could do it in the right way, I'm not a fan of jumping on Facebook and being you're fat and you're lazy. You need to exercise. That's, <laughs> you're not going to get any clients doing that. Right. Um, but if no. you can do it in a, in a, in a cheeky sort of way, mm-hmm. I think that's what gets people's attention. You know, Hey, is this you, you're, you're writing this online course and it's just taking you forever. You know, you're, you're doing all this work and you're not going anywhere and, and it's just taking so much longer than you want. You want to know what my shortcut is? I've got this shortcut that is insert one tip down here and hey by the way if you want more of these tips i've got a free checklist comment below yada 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 you know i find if you can lead with that that pain point it works really well and i also think that answers the question i think a lot of people are are scared to put out content because well hold on if i'm putting out this content why are people going to buy my course and i think there's a few different ways you, you can look at it i think one way is well hold on if you can focus on the pain points And just give a bit of a give the the overview of the solution for the pain points that can be quite effective there i also look at look at it in another way and i'm like man if you're going to sit there and watch every single one of my five minute videos for free it's going to take you a year before you get all my my content anyway you know it's probably better just to to buy buy the course there but i might even ask that question there what's your answer to that question if someone's like well andrea what sort of content do i post do i need to be careful about giving away too much value because then people won't buy. What's what's your take on that?
0: Um. So I think not so much giving away too much value. I because I'm I'm not really sure you can do that. I guess. <laughs> um, but I think you can give away too much at one time. Yes. So I think during the launch event is where people want to get carried away that they want to put out so much value all in a you know a span of just a few days, so three or four days. They're just overloading the value to show, look how amazing this is, look how much you're going to get from me. And, um, and then people are overwhelmed, like, man, I can't get through all of this. So I'm not ready for the course yet, because I'm still working on all this free content. Um, Instead of just dropping little nuggets to help them, like, you know, instead of giving like one tip a day, they're giving three to five tips a day. And then Mm -hmm. you build that over three or four days. It's like, man, I've got to get through 20 things. (laughs) And I'm not done with these 20 things that you've, with me That's so i'm not ready to. Move
1: it's on. a full-time job for i trying to get through these yeah. 20 free tips you know let alone buy the course right and and I yeah
0: i'm like, oh, no, sorry you go no i was just gonna say i think it's not not giving away um too much value it's just giving away too much at one time
1: mm, yes and, and i'm a huge one nugget person you know if i watch a video and i'm sometimes if there's too many things i get confused and do none of them you know if there's yeah. one thing i do that one thing and it worked And then I'm a fan forever. I'm like, oh, this person knew that
2: one thing. They must know everything. Uh, David, any thoughts from your end? Yeah, I'm wondering, do you make a distinction between the different types of content? So for instance, uh, like usually when I do like free content i talk more about like the inspiration showing the opportunity mm-hmm. like talking about the tools you can use and and uh, giving like the overall strategy and then when people start working with me i get more into the how to and the the implementation and the accountability like those kind of things um uh, how do you how do you do you do that kind of distinction as well and is it would it be the same for each type of course or what's your what's your thoughts on that
0: yeah, so I kind of go by, I know not everyone agrees with this, but um, that you do more of like the inspiration and hitting on pain points and dropping little, little tips, you know, maybe talking about the tools and things like that too. But really the how-to content for me is reserved for the course. So we'll talk all around it. So we'll do the inspiration. We'll hit the pain points. We'll talk about some things that you can use, but then if you really want to know how to do something, then you need to pay for that. And that's inside the course of the program.
2: Yes. And that's regardless if if it's a direct coaching or if it's just a automated course. Yeah.
1: And I'll, I'll, I'll even break it down for some of the listeners in case it's a bit too, you know, hypothetical to a practical thing. Let's just use a podcast as an example. Let's say I'm going to sell a course on, you know, how to podcast. I might not go on there and be like, all right, right. Here's your best microphone and, you know, go on SoundCloud. And then, you know, here's how you do this from this and, and little tips. So you might do a bit of it. That's fine. But what could be cool is be like, you know what, why podcasts are so cool. You get to meet cool people. You know, guess who I was talking to the other day. I was with David Videlis, you know, and I was with Andrea Loncrea. you know, how cool is, do you, do you want to connect with cool people in English as well? All you got to do is get a podcast, you know, and if you want to learn how to do a podcast, go below. And it's still value, you know, it's still like we're still giving value to people being like, you know what, I do need to network with people, maybe I need a podcast, let me check out this guy's thing, you know, and then maybe the next day it's like, well, you know, are you struggling that you are just hitting the same people over and over again, you're posting on Facebook, you're hitting your same seven friends over and over again, you're getting sick of friends like you want to know how to get to new people. Hey, let Apple iTunes do it for you. Put out a podcast, and then whoever's searching for you finds it. Yada yada yada, and then you put a link in your show notes. They follow you on social media. They join your Facebook group. Blah 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 blah. So all you need is a podcast. You know, click below and, and get my course to a podcast. We're still giving value. We're still giving tips, but it's more like the the end result and the outcome than the the how tos. Um, now had a couple questions on email Andrew, and a couple just wanted to to back you up on that because you bang on where a lot of people are scared to send emails. Oh, I don't want to annoy people. You know, what if people unsubscribe? And I've got a few sort of takes on that. I'm like, yeah, you don't want to annoy people. You want to send them good stuff. You want to send them valuable stuff. And the way I sort of look at it is you you want that thing to be valuable. Every time I send an email, I basically want to imagine that I'm sending that person a link where if they click that link, they get a hundred dollars sent to their bank account. And every single person will want to open that email, whether you're sending it every day, every week, every minute, you know, you, you'll keep doing it that best. That's how I look at the, the value. But I love how you brought it down because I think a lot of things as well, like a course creator might be like, oh, I don't want to spam people. And well, hold on. If you don't email someone for a month and then you email them seven times in seven days, that's spam. Right. Yes. That's more spammy than just sending them one email a week. And then maybe a couple more during the, the launch side of things. And even you mentioned you're, you're almost training people where they're like, Oh, I got an email from this person. Let me open it. This person's email is always good. So I'm going to always email or always open it. So when the sale comes, they, they'll open it. Cause they know it's good stuff. Okay. I know that I like this person. I'm going to open it. And they're more likely to open and even probably more likely to click as well. Because if they're used to opening your email and you know clicking to, to watch your podcast or watch the video you did, it's just another click there. So I just wanted to back you up on the, the email side of things there as well. Uh,
2: anything you wanted to add on the email side, David? I think you're, you're hitting it right on the head. It's yeah, definitely just email go ahead and do it.
1: <laughs> awesome. All
2: right cool so we'll do a bit of a summary then we move on to the, the next point. so
1: we've gone out Andrea and we've done our research we know exactly what the, the market wants. Uh, we've got our plan of about 60 to 90 days for our launch in this 60 to 90 days we're going out there we're posting this content we're, um, we're, we're sending out emails. what's the next step from there? I guess it's I guess I've got two questions from here when do we start creating this course? Uh, and then also when do we start the selling process of the, or the open yeah. cart process we'll say.
0: Yeah. Um, well you can start creating after you've talked to their audience. So after you've kind of put in your detective hat and done the research, then start creating, or you might've already created, you might most people start with that. Like, this is exactly what I want to do. I know what I want to put out there, but then you just need to tweak that messaging around it. How, how are you going to present that to your audience? Um, so you can start that right after you like, confirm what, they, what it is that they're actually wanting and they're wanting to pay for. Um, the selling for me, that's, it's not a hard sell, but it's really you're kind of opening that sales conversation all throughout the launch mm-hmm. runway. You're just kind of with planting those seeds. That really is kind of opening that sales conversation I've
1: got a course um, the way I think about or- it. You know, keep yeah. The yeah you're
0: dropping these teasers all along the way, but you're, you're just kind of letting them know either, even if you don't directly say, you know, I have something for you to buy next week. Uh, you're still really planting those seeds and talking about what's coming up. So when you do actually go into like, you know, switch your hats around and put on sales mode hat that then it's, it's easier to do because you've kind of been having that sales conversation all along, meaning they already know that they have a struggle. They already, they've already gotten like the inspiration behind it. Yeah. I want to do that. Yes. Cool. That sounds amazing. I want to do it. Yes. I'm having struggles in this area. Yes. I want to have this resolved. Yes. I want to learn how to fix this. So those are kind of things that are like, that's part of the sales process that you've already hit on before you were ever like, like, fully like selling <laughs> you know like yeah. that's been a part of your sales process all along before you were ever getting into like what people think of like the slimy sales i guess that's it. it's, it's just it's kind of like some of it will even quiet. happen
1: organically right if you're posting yeah. this new content you may get a few dms johnno that's really good stuff you're yeah. you're posting there. love your videos david i like what you post the other day just a question with, with this if i want to go deeper so you may even get a, a bit of that organically as well right
0: yeah sure Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, when people ask, let them know. You can drop those teasers in all along the way, too. Like, if you found this helpful, then I'm working on a course that's coming up, Uh, you know, is going to have so many more tips like this, so you just kind of put in those teasers just to get people excited about it before you actually do go into that like official sales mode where you open up card and ask for money in exchange. But do what because, like, if you do that all along for 60 to 90 days, once you do open up card, so many people are more excited to say, Yes, let me sign up for this. I've been waiting for this, you know, I've, I've had amazing tips along the way, I've gotten some quick wins, some helpful things and and i've been hearing about this over and over again without being you know hearing about it saying and go buy now and buy now and buy now <laughs> so mm. when it is time to buy now it's just like they don't need to be told like they're they're ready and asking you how how they can buy it
1: yes agree well hey Andrew, there's a couple of questions I, I always like to finish off the podcast with we'll just do a time check with david how are you going david
2: yeah, I'm gonna gonna try. I I gotta leave in five minutes, but do your questions. Maybe maybe we'll awesome. make it. I'll make it. <laughs> awesome, awesome. All right, cool.
1: Well, Andrea, since this is an online course podcast, I like to ask all my guests, what's their platform of choice for hosting their course? I used to be a teachable guy. I've now transitioned to New Zenla. David, you're a Kajabi man, I believe. Yep. Andrea, Kajabi. what's your your favorite?
0: Yeah. So um I'm a little bit mixed. It kind of depends on the tech setup that clients already have in place. So I don't, I don't recommend like totally recreating the will if they don't need to. Um, so I think Kajabi is amazing. If you need that platform, so some clients they already have a full website and they've already purchased, you know, like Thrivecart and Samcart, they already have an email software provider, so they don't need all the bells and whistles that Kajabi offers just to host a course. So, um, if they do, if they're starting out brand new, then for me, Kajabi is the way to go because it just has everything in the all in one platform. Um, if they already have things established, I like Thinkific. And then I also like um, Member Vault for hosting courses. I think those are both really great platforms and not um, super expensive.
1: Mm, yes. Love it. Okay. Oh, sorry. I've had yeah. clients.
0: I, I'm just butting in here with my, my two cents. <laughs> no, no, I've please had clients uh, who like to host their their courses on, uh, like if they're using WordPress for their website, they like to host courses on WordPress with different types of plugins. And while some of those are really beautiful to create them and have them match, you know, with branding and everything, I think it's a little bit risky because I've Mm -hmm. seen behind the scenes where updates happen, uh, plugins don't get updated, things go awry, and then it's back with, like, in panic mode of trying to update that on their own platform. So I really recommend that my clients go with the third party so they're not responsible for all the tech backend stuff. So if things get updated overnight with WordPress, like it happens a lot, then um, they're not stuck with pulling in a developer last minute and they're not getting support emails saying I can't log in and where's my stuff and, and all of the tech headache that goes along with that. So while it's beautiful and while it works with some people, I, I don't recommend it to my clients.
1: Yes, yeah, so I'll I'll vouch for that. I'm one of those people that had that happen. So I originally uh. used, I think, ClickFunnels and then it was a bit fiddly and I was like, you know what, I just want this on my website. So switch to, to the website and I had a couple times where, yeah, things crashed. And what, what I also uh, and I also am a bit different, I guess, as well, where at, at the time on the website, if the website crashed or if something happened with WordPress, nobody could buy my stuff, my courses, and also nobody could log in and do it as well. <laughs> So you got done on the, the double there, you know, because yeah. it, it, it's, it's one thing to say, oh, people can't log in, but you also can't buy new stuff as well, you know? Yeah. Uh, whereas, Everything stops. Yeah. You know, whereas it's just so much more stable on a Thinkific or a Kajabi or, or a News Emma. So Andrea, my next question, you're obviously a mentor to plenty of course creators and, and coaches out there. I've got a couple questions in regards to mentors. You can answer this in a a few different ways. Firstly, my question, there's one question is around direct mentors. So, you know, is there anyone directly that that you've hired that you want to give a plug or even that you just follow on social media that you want to give a plug? And then the follow-up question to that will be one book that you recommend every online course creator should read.
2: And before you answer that, Andrea, uh, thank you so much for uh, for uh, having me. Uh, I enjoy this. Uh, I'll i be glad to connect with you further after this uh, podcast, Andrea. Uh, yeah, it was thank- so
0: fabulous meeting you.
2: Awesome, awesome. Thank you, thank you for sharing your expertise. It's always it's always awesome. Uh, thank you so much, Jono, also for for inviting me over and to be a co-host with you today. And uh, I'm glad to be a part of your new community and seeing how it how it grows.
1: Awesome. So uh,
2: yeah, and thank you for everyone for watching as well. Awesome. Awesome. All right. David's out of here. If you're watching live on Facebook, give
1: him a, a goodbye. And if you want to join his group type secrets down below and, and we'll get you in that group as well. Thanks, David. Awesome. Take care. Have a good Hi, day. Bye. Bye. All right. Andrea down to two mentors. <laughs> what can you tell us?
0: Yeah. So, um, I guess kind of uh, from afar, my mentor is James Wedmore. Oh, um, yes. I invested in his business by design program. Um, I guess almost two years ago now. Um, and that was a pretty much a game changer for me. Wow. Um, i've done a couple you know some online courses here and there but i that was the first like more expensive type program that i had invested in and it um it was a little bit of a stretch for me at the time like should i be doing this like mm-hmm. is this where money should be going you know for several thousand dollars and can i ask you um, out how much is that
1: program if, if it's okay to say
0: yeah it's over three thousand okay um and uh, yeah so it was kind of a <laughs> Do I do this? Do I not? You know, it was, uh, you know, it's different than a $200 course, like a 197 or 497. Like those, you really just don't think so much about But then when you've got to drop several (laughs) grand at a time, I mean, I know there are a lot of programs way more expensive than that, but where I was at the time, it was just like, you know, a little struggle. Um, but it was totally fine. Once I took the leap, and it was like totally made that back and more, um, and it it was definitely worth it, and I it was worth it, and being able to meet so many people mm. inside that program too. So it wasn't just um, the program, like the content in the program, but the relationships that I was able to form with others, who other business owners, um, you know, like like minded business owners who are also trying to improve and grow their business, who are serious about it. You know, being surrounded with other people like that was a game changer for me because I'm, it's kind of a mindset thing, I guess, Um, like limiting belief. But because I'm an expat living in Italy, I just kind of had the story of I don't have a network, you know, I'm, I'm just kind of removed from all the like the, the business get togethers and things like that, that happen in the States and, and in Australia. And I just feel like I'm here in the middle and it's, it's, it's a lot of money and it's a lot of time and, you know, uh, like having to redo my schedule to go anywhere. Cause it's like, a you know, like if I fly to California, it's a nine hour time difference. And it just it takes weeks yeah. <laughs> to, to like get back on schedule and stuff. It's like a big interrupt, um, to, to travel there all the time. Um, So it was just, I kind of told myself, like, I just don't have a network. So, uh, you know, and it gets lonely sometimes just sitting behind your computer by yourself. So this was really kind of like my, my way of kind of building some of a a network. So I had, you know, was exposed to other people who had the same interest as me and um, same type of goals. So it was really nice to have the chance to really start to build that network.
1: Yes. So I'll piggyback on a couple things there. So you're actually, he, James Wedmore is probably the, the man, that, the person that comes up most when I ask that question. So I've only, I've only done about 10, 15 of these, these podcast <laughs> episodes. And I think you know two or three people have le- at least have uh, said the same thing. I've done James Wedmore program and it was an amazing program. So let's give him a shout out there. Uh, I like the dollar side of things as well, where cage $3,000, but hey, I made more than that back. And there's a few different ways we can can go about this, but just even at the most basic level, it takes a certain type of person to invest $3,000 in a program, right? And just by doing that, it puts you ahead of a whole heap of other people, right? Mm. And I'm not saying just go out and buy any idiot's $3,000 program, right? (laughs) You, You know, do your research, make sure you're in the right place. But that's what has to be done because all that has to be done, that's what's going to help springboard you because it takes a certain amount of person to do that. And let's say me and Andrea were direct competitors, right? And we're both looking at doing a $3,000 course. I don't do it because it's too much money. Andrea does do it and she learns a thing or two in that. That might be enough to springboard her above me. And then I'm never catching up to her because I've never invested in that. Then she's more successful. Then she does a 5,000 program, then a 10,000, yada, yada, yada. So I think that's a, a good point there. And then the networking as well, especially if you're in the entrepreneur space, you might be the only one of your friends and family yeah. that's going in. You know, like my parents don't even know what I do. I think I tell <laughs> them I'm in IT because it's the closest thing I can I can <laughs> you know so yeah you, know, you might not be around these people and you know sometimes you you might get other people imposing these limiting beliefs you know oh people buy a course on that oh you're charging how much and people pay that and that stuff seeps into your heads. you know yeah. but if if you could surround yourself with other well hold on this idiot's doing that why can't i you know <laughs> what's this person got that i don't have so you know that can help there and even just people to bounce off and you know it 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 um it gives you a different perspective so i think I think that's important there. Uh, Books, Andrea, if you had to recommend a a book or two, and it doesn't have to be a book on course creation, but, you know, it may be a book that you read and it's changed your life or you recommend it, people read it to change their life. What can you tell us there?
0: Yeah. um, So it's been several years since I've read it, but The Compound Effect.
1: Oh, um, favorite book. Dan
0: Hardy. Yeah, really good. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it totally changed the way I thought about things to like really um, break it down. So not just to have like an overall to-do list or things you want to accomplish, but say um, like example like i want to lose weight well fabulous how are you going to do that let's Mm. break that down into actionable steps you know step one step two step three step four and then those small steps that you take over time end up you know having such a huge outcome in the end and if you don't do those over time you know, then it really catches up to you. So that, I really apply that like for, to launching, like with the mm. launch runway, that even over time with launching, it's kind of the compound effect. You just do a, a small piece today, small piece tomorrow, small piece next week. And then at the end of three months, you've got a huge thing, you're launching.
1: Yes, love it. That's one of my favorite books of all time as well. I'm actually just starting another one of his books tonight. I don't know if you've read The Entrepreneur Journey. No, I haven't. Yeah, I just bought it tonight, so I'm, I'm going to read that. And I'll, uh, we'll spend a minute on this if it's okay with you and break it down yeah. to the, the listeners because uh, I was also in fitness as well when I read that book. And some of the principles apply so well to fitness but also in the, the marketing side as well, where Dan Hardy breaks it down where it's like if you've got three people, and it's really easy to think of weight loss-wise, right? Let's say you've got three people, person one, person two, and person three. Person two just keeps doing what they're doing. Nothing changes. All right person one just work, goes to the gym three times a week and works out and cuts out you know some of the crap that they're eating in their diet doesn't do a huge thing just you know trains a little bit eats a little bit better and then person and the other person does the opposite you know uh, trains even less and then eats even worse all right not a huge amount it's just t- person two doesn't change one person's a little bit better person three is a little bit worse all right at the end of 12 weeks you look at them they look exactly the same you can't tell that one guy's been working out, you know, a couple times a week and eat a little bit healthier. It's going to look exactly the same as the person that's, that's a little bit worse, right? But after six months, okay, now you start to see something. Okay, mm-hmm. after nine months, okay, now you can definitely see something. Okay, after 12 people, they're different people. You know, one and yeah. three are worlds apart. And you can only see from those little things again and again and again. And same thing as marketing, you know, if you, um, building your email list and you just do it once every so often, you're not going to build your email list, but if you're like, right, you know, every day I'm going to do something, you know, and by the end of the year, okay, now you've got a bit of a following day. Yeah. You've got a bit of an audience. So love that there. Um, Andrea, in terms of social media, people are watching this and they're like, you know what? I like this Andrea woman. She's pretty cool. I want to follow her on social media. Where should we follow you?
0: Yeah. So I spend more time on Instagram. So you can find me at Instagram at Andrea Longcrier and then, um, on Facebook or my website is oceansmarketing.co.
1: Awesome. I'll put those links. I'll send you a DM straight after this and get those links and put them in the chat and in the show notes as well. And Andrew, I believe you've got a a little freebie that you like to offer anyone that pops on your website. Is that right?
0: Yeah, so I have a launch method roadmap. So it has, it's our signature um, framework for preparing for your launch. So it has six different steps. And um, yeah, you can grab that roadmap at oceansmarketing.co slash roadmap and it will get you started with uh, the steps that you need to take to have a successful launch.
1: Awesome. If you're watching on the Facebook Live, comment roadmap down below. Yep. and your andrea will get that over to you if you're listening to it on the podcast just go to the show notes I'll, I'll have the link in there uh and then tell us a little bit more about working with you andrea someone's like hey i don't want the freebie i want to hire her and you know get this launch plan or, or get andrea to work with me how do your your programs or your offerings work
0: yeah so i have several different ways to work with me um So one is I do coaching and consulting. So if you want to do your launch on your own, but you just kind of need like a biz bestie, someone to hold your hand, then I can guide you along. So I'll have everything mapped out, what you need to do for your launch, and then we'll go through it together. So that's doing, you know, weekly calls and resources and just kind of providing everything for you. You do it, but I'm there to hold your hand to get you through it so that you have a repeatable process that you can use to launch again and again and again. If you don't want hands-on, mm-hmm. um, if you don't want to do it yourself, then I also offer done-for-you services. So my team and I can actually jump in and handle some of that tricky tech stuff. So, you know, the behind-the-scenes of creating the sales page and scheduling and setting up emails and all the, all the fun stuff on the back end that's, like, totally not why you got in business was to learn all the tech <laughs> that goes along with it. We can take over and do that for you and set it up. And then um, I'm doing periodic uh, programs. So I'll be doing a group coaching program at the first of the year where we'll work closely together for 12 weeks and um, as a group launch your course together.
1: Yes. Love it. Awesome. So I'll put all these links in the show notes as well. If you're watching the, the podcast, If you're watching on Facebook and you want Andrea's help, just comment help down below and and one of us will get over to you. Um, Andrea, that's pretty much all, all I wanted to cover today. Is there anything I missed? Is there anything I should have asked you but didn't? Or is there anything you want to leave our listeners or viewers off with?
0: Yeah, I think one small thing that I would like to mention that so many people forget, and you just kind of work it in with your launch runway, but especially at the end when you're doing your launch event and opening cart where things are a little bit more intense, um, be intentional of creating in your timeline and in your calendar to set aside some time for yourself. Mm. So if you do that 60 to 90 days with the runway, that you're kind of taking it piece by piece, and you're not doing everything in two weeks, you know, and it's getting wild. So um, really, during your launch event card open, it, it, you know, the pace picks up, and and it's a little bit more hands-on, and you're answering questions, and handling objections, and sending out you know all this content making sure everything is okay but I think it's really important to prepare in advance to block off some time so you go for a walk outside you know, like move yourself from your computer you're not spending 15 hour days in front of the computer um, you know go for a walk schedule a, a coffee date um, work in a little bit of that self-care and some free time pick up the phone and chat with your friends or your family you know have a lunch with your spouse or your partner um, just have some of that time away because I think so many people get so focused on I'm in launch mode and I just need to sit in front of the computer um, night and day (laughs) and kind of turn into you know a a launch zombie for for a few weeks and then at the end everybody is exhausted and then say why in the world did I launch it's you know I made a little bit of money but I'm I'm just totally out of energy and I'm exhausted and I need to sleep it off for a month so I think if you if you're just intentional about building in some of those breaks and keeping in touch, you know, having some of that, the time for yourself and then still connecting with your friends and family. Um, Cause they also, they, they usually get left behind when, mm-hmm. <laughs> when you're in launch mode. Um, I think it makes a world of difference as far as like your stress levels goes and then just lets you have that feel good launch. And then it, when you're filling your cup, you're also able to show up in front of your audience Um in a better way you have that you know a better energy your own you you're not exhausted you know you're just yes. you're you're able to flow better with um with delivering your message and connecting with your audience
1: i'll back it up from the health and fitness side of things right i find that if i work out it doesn't take me time it makes me time i yeah. feel like let's say for example i'm going to work for i don't know 12 hours let's say i got 12 hours to work i'm going to work from six to six right and i just sit in front of my computer and work for for 12 hours I promise you that if I worked for 11 hours and worked out somewhere in the middle there, I would get more done. Even though I'm working less hours, I'm only working those 11 hours. The fact that I took a break, went to the gym, did some exercise uh, and, and worked less hours, I'm going to get more done. I'm going to be more productive. And now that I'm an entrepreneur, not a personal trainer, that's why I exercise. It's not to look good and to, to get ripped. It's because I know if I work out, and this isn't just working out. This is you know going outside, this is eating healthy, this is seeing your friends, this is you know napping, you know, whatever it may be. Like you're gonna sleep better, you're gonna have more energy, you're gonna be more confident, you're gonna be less stressed, you're gonna be less chance of getting depression, less anxious, you know, all these really, really good things, which in turn is gonna make your launch better and make your work better. So I, I just want to back that up there. But um, Andrea, thank you very much for your time. If you're watching it on Facebook, Actually, you know what? We'll end the podcast here. So if you're listening to the podcast, thank you very much.
0: Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please share it with your friends and don't forget to leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Check out the show notes for more free resources on how to sell more of your online courses.